And we're back. Welcome back to another Practice Makes Perfect podcast. Your favorite Fortnite commentator here, Monster Deface, bringing you guys another weekly episode. As you guys know, this podcast line covers everything esports and gaming news related that has pretty much occurred throughout the last couple of weeks. Um, like we mentioned on the previous Fortnite podcast, if y'all listened to that one, uh, we took a couple of weeks off. Lots of travel on my side. Uh, John is constantly busy as well. This week, we have both of us hopping on in, but I want to start this off by thanking you guys for all the support and also letting you guys know Cafe Colazzo is live, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about that later, and that is Cafe, C-O-L-L-A-Z-O.com. If you want to pick up freshly produced coffee, that's right. I have launched my own coffee brand. That is the number one way to support me, the podcast, and everything that I'm up to today. It's going to be so sick what we're building over there, and we're going to super dive into that and uh, honestly, our just our successful launch. So you guys have heard it first, and if you're listening in today or in the future, I'm sure we're still around, so thank you guys. Um, yo, let's bring in John, man. John, of course, uh, joining us week to week. What's up, bro? Cafe Colazzo, no, no powder, just beans. Bring, bring, bring. Is that right? I nail it. Hey, uh, that that's one of our taglines. You know, we're, we're hey, we're just here to talk a whole lot of crap about all the fuel powder companies. That's hey, really can, that's really the idea. And can I just say, and listen, like Monster's my boy, so of course I'm gonna support him. Already bought my first bag. I also love coffee even more, so that's part of it. But I'm gonna drink it no matter what. But I'm gonna keep it a buck with him, guys. I'm not like a hapless fan. If I don't like a roast, I'll give him some feedback. But I'm gonna be drinking it. And um, recently I was just in the airport. Uh, here in Charlotte and in the new part, they built this gamer lounge actually really dope, like nice setup. Let me look up the, uh, the name. Um, but it, it featured, and I won't name it cause I don't want to throw shade per se, but it mm. named one of the newer, or it had one of the newer energy products out there that I had not tried. So I, I bought one and it tasted pretty good, but like most of them, it has this thing called red 40 in it which mm-hmm. is one of the few things that my wife is like, hey, you actually should not put that in your body. And so, hey, you guys, <laughs> coffee's natural. You know, coffee's a fruit, you guys? Okay, I'm done. This is okay, the, yeah, I can't and, and, and there's, there's a lot. Like I said, we'll, we'll dive into it. But on that, that's the kick, though. That's yeah. the narrative. That's the conversation. This is why I decided that I want to launch a coffee um, business, but more particularly launch it in the gaming space first to change the narrative a little bit, but also give an alternative to gamers and career creators out there. Because you know what? There just isn't one. And it's baffling how there's not coffee brands that literally support the space that p- probably consumes as much caffeine as any other corner of the market. Um, and, and why not do it in a healthy way? So our stuff has no preservatives, uh, none of that uh, uh, fake stuff. It's all organic. Our flavor notes are all extracted and roasted at a professional um, you know, uh, w- with our professional partners, the experts, and we, we're doing so much cool stuff. But uh, I want to I want to start in TwitchCon. I want to start yeah. with Twitch. I want to start with Las Vegas because we are just coming back from that trip. All the practice server boys uh, made the trip out there. We had a blast in Vegas. But John, I got to tell you that Vegas was literally us in Vegas. It was like <laughs> nothing Twitch related. It didn't feel Twitch related. I didn't see. I mean, damn near not a single Twitch banner. Um, it was I was very confused as to why Twitch decided to host TwitchCon in Las Vegas. The place is just way too large of an entertainment, you know, uh, a facility. It was like it's designed to keep you trapped in these malls and at these casinos. Yeah, and away from 
everything else about Twitch, right? Like typically like like where where have been some of the top Twitch ones? Like San Diego's like the California ones are always kind of the staple, right? Like and San Diego's got stuff to do, but they're but it kind of like points you to the venue and the parties and it, whereas Vegas you're like, "Bro, how am I not going to be hitting the strip up or any of the other attractions?" Yeah. I did Can they you do believe that? Can you believe that uh, of the thousands and thousands of attendees that went to TwitchCon, I saw two streamers. You want to know which two? Stumbled across Aiden at the blackjack table, literally like probably 10 a.m. by himself. He said he came off a, a long binge of a night, and then he was closing out his day with a little bit of blackjack while his, uh, his girlfriend was asleep. When he's um, not even so supposed was... to be there, right? No, I think he, he's, he's of age. He's of age. He could sit at no, the No, I table. mean like, but Aiden Ross? No, 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 no. Oh, Aiden, oh. the Call of Duty. Yeah, oh, no, Aiden, no, no, no. Call of Duty, Aiden. Oh. Okay. Aiden Ross was there too. He yeah, got yeah, yeah. Okay, shout out Aiden. Out okay, good. We got Aiden, <laughs> all right? The original okay. controller king from Fortnite. I guess that is worth mentioning. Yeah, my boy Aiden. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to him, man. He lives in Texas now too. Sick, sick, sick stuff, sick stuff. So anyways, came across Aiden. That's one. And then two, I came across very, uh, very popular World of Warcraft streamer, Crix. If you guys don't know who oh. Crix is, he's like, dude, just a sick warlock in uh, uh, World of Warcraft Classic, and he drops tutorials and podcasts. He's, Imagine, he's, like, in, the, he's he, in with the big boys. He's a sick warlock in real life. <laughs> in real <laughs> life. He's casting spells like on zombie. people, bro. Yeah. He had, a, he had a demon with him in Vegas. <laughs> just drain-lifing everybody yeah. at the table. Yeah. Um, no, seriously. So, so only that, that was the only streamer, mm. like literally the only two streamers I came across. If I didn't consciously make the effort to go find another person or meet up with them that's how big vegas is that's how elaborate these casinos and hotels are that yeah when you go in there dude you're just you're sucked into the the nightlife or whatever it is that you're doing like there was no presence at all from like what we were doing to like twitch and and the twitch con at hand where anywhere else twitchcon has been hosted san diego uh san francisco you know just all of all the places that they've hosted um anaheim possibly like out there in california like anytime we've been to a convention it feels like you're there for the convention the place feels festive and everyone's pretty much in purple in gaming you see the lanyards but vegas was not that dude it was it was definitely a much different experience was it? i enjoyed myself though it was yeah. a vacation for me at vegas not twitchcon yeah yeah. No, yeah, I didn't go to Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't even go. Well, I feel like Vegas is cool for conventions if you're if you're selling houses or you're like mm. a dentist. You know, it's like it's like you put the dentist convention in Vegas because that's not the fun part. Twitch is unique. Right. TwitchCon is supposed to be where the party's at. Like you're supposed to wanna be there. Um, man, that that's that's a bummer. I'm also yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, and and you know TwitchCon is a place that you know we we gather and and we look forward to the announcements and, and things to come. But like I said, that entire weekend, we I just felt so extracted out of the loop, and I think a lot of other people share that same sentiment. Um, now that's not to say there aren't people that enjoyed the actual convention, um, because there there I'm sure there's tons of folks that actually enjoyed the floor and and walking that vibe. But it was definitely almost like two worlds just collided right two worlds clashing for what what is it that that's happening here and i found it so ironic because twitch if you remember went through all that controversy of banning gambling sites from their platform oh. to only then host a big event in vegas so there's a whole narrative there that um i've seen small amounts of uh conversation start to bubble around but nothing that went like fully mainstream but it is something to think about that is that is wild to think about 
that how hard Twitch and its community went at Kick and its involvement with Stake in gambling. And then they turn around and they're in Las Vegas, the like the gambling capital of the world. That is wild, bro. I've never, no one has said that. You're the first person I've seen say that. If I had to guess, it was probably too little too late. The, the deal was signed a long time ago. The narrative was already in motion. There was no turning back. So, uh, you know, that, that was a question that you, you have to ask Interesting. yourself. Um, and I think this is why, John, the rumors now are bubbling that Twitch, Twitch is, is not returning to Vegas ever. Uh, I think the CEO openly stated that, yeah, guys, forget about it. It's, it's not happening in Vegas. Do you think that's why? Like they haven't got their card pulled on it yet, but you think you think that has something to do with it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely, I, I, I think that has something to do with it. Um, I just imagine as a leader, you know, you want to create culture, you know, you want to create moments, and I guarantee you, the Twitch staff felt pressed. Like, and yeah. the videos I saw, you know, uh, the videos I saw were. The venues looked kind of em- not not empty, but just not full. You know, it just felt big and like there's like a, like Chevron's a sponsor. It's like what is this? Like like what are we what are we doing right now? This is not Scream, but this is our critique last year. If you guys go back and listen to you know our our review of TwitchCon the year before, this was the same thing we said. We said it was felt too corporate, um, and it, and it did not feel like the epicenter of creativity and gaming like community. Whereas yeah what TwitchCon was, was like the Mecca. It was like, it was almost like, you know, like when Apple does their fall event, you know, something you're like, that is where it's, it happens. The room where it happens, you know, to quote Hamilton. Um, and, uh, and TwitchCon used to feel that way. It does not anymore. I don't think something else does. So maybe they could reclaim it, but it certainly does not like no one came out of TwitchCon. There's no game announcements. Like what multi-stream. That's all we got. Yeah. So there were some announcements coming out of, uh, TwitchCon multi-stream, I think being the biggest of all of them, there wasn't anything else Boring. that hit the headline. It, it's hard, but you, let, let's give Twitch some credit here. It's hard to create, you know, positive press in the gaming space, especially when they are the industry leaders. And how much more can you innovate in the space without, you know, g- taking all the backlash? Because whenever they do something that's, you know, a new way for them to monetize, people hate it. You know, if they're they're trying to accept donations. Oh, now Twitch wants a cut of that, right? Like there's, there's never making anyone happy. Um, I think this one here is them facing the realization that they will lose and continue to lose market share to platforms like kick. If they don't turn their act around now and make creators happy. I think this is a desperate effort and measure here to try to keep users and streamers growing on the kick platform or sorry on the twitch platform as opposed to having more um again you know uh, of their users step away due to the all this exclusivity that they were trying to enforce on streamers it just doesn't make sense in the gaming world when no other platform has been trying to enforce things the way that they have so um i, I do think this is a step in the right direction is it too late have they allowed kick to snowball too far I have to think that they are sweating in their boots every single month they see Kick sign a new big creator or the user numbers go public and they see, once again, Kick has gained another multiple million of new users on their platform. Yeah, and I mean, I do feel like, and not to be negative, you know, because honestly, and just to make sure everyone knows, like, we're not directly affiliated with necessarily either platform. We love gaming, we love streaming, you know, so... 
if anything, our passion comes from like how much we've loved Twitch over the years, you know, and yeah. I want to see it succeed. But I, I do feel that this was a critical TwitchCon, and I don't know that it sunk like it, it didn't hit like it needed to hit. And and I think that, yeah, I think I did not think about it leading up. But your your comment makes so much your experience makes so much sense about Vegas not feeling connected. And, bro, I feel like KitCon or whatever they do, bro, they're going to do it. And it's just going to smash if for no other reason than because people are mad at TwitchCon. I'll, I'll tell you why it's going to pop off. Because they're going to have all the big banners the way Twitch is used to with prominent, dominant creators that people gather around. And they make those mega lines for to see, to get that signature, to take that one photo. They're going to have all of those headlines front and center. And Twitch has lost that touch. They've lost that personal touch of where, like, you look at XQC and, you know, in the past, and you would think this guy's a, this guy is, is the platform. Like, he screams, you know, bleed purple, basically, right? But that, that's been long gone uh, for, for a multitude of years now. And it's, it's only becoming more and more evident that they're losing mega creators as the face of their brand and their platform. And I get why, right? It, it, it comes as a double-edged sword. Look at Kai Sinat, right? He he rose to number one, but they don't want to make him the face. That gives him too much power. And then when he leaves, yeah. what are you left with, right? Picking up the stones. Um, that's what happened with Ninja. And they kind of experienced that. But the problem is you got to take those L's when they come because the having those streamers on your platform forward facing like that makes it feel more real. It makes it feel authentic. It makes you feel connected. And I think after Ninja stepping away from the platform... They never promoted streamers the same way again. I think they felt like they got burnt, and that was a downhill snowball um, moment there from Twitch moving onwards. Let's. This would be fun. Just just entertain me for a second. Not an exhaustive list. If we were making the Avengers of Twitch, Kick, and YouTube, like who's there right now? Just quick hits. Like, like I'm already like, doing it. I'm like, bro, YouTube has Courage, Lupo, Tim, and Doc. Like off rip. So even think we covered on the Fortnite podcast about, uh, or no, we haven't. I almost broke the other exciting thing. But there's a big update coming up in gaming. Um, w w and if these four creator creators aren't aren't aren't, they're going to be streaming on on uh, on on YouTube. Who, who, yeah, who well, else? So for from Twitch's side, I mean, you like I said, I mentioned Kai Snot. They have yeah, Kai. They That's got like Kai. Shimmer. They still have PewDiePie. They still have OGs like Summit One G, Lyric. It, it's shroud, right? It's yeah. not like they don't have the, you know, the, yeah. the the backbone, right? They still have the guys, the juggernauts, but they're all, there's only a few, and they're starting to run thin as Kick has started to And they're to not massive. taking care of them, I don't feel like. They're not doing anything special for them. Yeah, doing right? anything special. All we've seen is those, hey, after you make 100K in revenue, we're taking more money from you. That's what they've done for the big creators because they stopped putting them on the front page Right, they stop putting them on the on the banners and the headline space. Um, who knows what they're doing behind the scenes to keep them on board? Maybe there's hush deals happening everywhere, and you know, hush percentages not being sniped up. But from what we're looking at, it just looks like Kick continues to attack, and they're moving swiftly on on creators that align with their values. And just recently, I mean, we we said it. They they acquired Nick Merckx, the biggest, probably the the biggest room shaker, if any that I've seen. Um, yeah, sure. You got XQC, you got who's it, Amaranth, you got uh Aiden Ross, but like, dude, Nick Merckx is gaming, blood, sweat, and tears with a yeah. grassroots diehard community. Get this just it's, chatting stuff out of here. Nick's gaming. 
he's a gamer yes yeah. dude that's the difference nick Merckx is a gamer all the way he plays all the big titles and he comes with the following and not only that we've seen nick Merckx host his own events and sell out the room now that you have him i mean that's buying power they just picked up true buying power with nick Merckx. do you think nick Merckx got a little bit of equity in kick or is uh is that starting to run thin though all I, all I know historically about Nick is uh, his, his bad situation with 100 Thieves, I think, has marked him. You know, if you go mm. all the way back, and I, don't, and I think uh, he, he, he very much so cares about who he's affiliated with and what is in writing uh, regarding that. And so I can't imagine he's not, I cannot imagine he's at kick without some extremely uh, secure, he's a dad now, you and I know, you think different when you're a dad, you just... Yo, know, I, 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 I don't know what it is, obviously, but there's something substantive, I would imagine, bringing him over to kick. That's a, that's a great point. I didn't really think about how his bad experiences have definitely reshaped him. We already know he has equity in FaZe Clan, or at least he was awarded some, some stock. Yeah. Um, granted, that stock fell very, very low from its preview valuation as they were just purchased out. And we'll talk a little bit more about the companies that uh, have, have bought them. But, um, I mean, yeah, these, these are headlines. So, TwitchCon, all in all, I would say... Definitely fell short. The, the venue, the location was just not it. It was a risky move for them to decide to choose an entertainment capital. And you see why it's an entertainment capital. It's not because uh, you are there to bring entertainment and value. Instead, it kind, of, it kind of played the reverse Uno card. It's like, hey, Vegas is way bigger than you. And they sucked all of the uh, you know, um, interest dry, I feel like, as, as they, again, took up most of the interest. So... Very, very interesting stuff happening there. Well, uh, but hey, at least we did have something good coming out of it. Yeah. Multi-stream Multi was announced. And, um, you know, that, that's going to have to play itself out in the months to come. Yeah, and I want to hear your thoughts, you know. And, and uh, to be honest, you know, I, I, I have always been more behind the scenes. You know, I'm on podcasts. I'm casting. I'm not. I'm being a full-time grinder streamer. You know, I've never done it. You know, but I work with a lot. I paid attention. Um, and I'm also a massive consumer of this content. I do not understand why multi-stream is such a big deal. Um, I do not get it. It, 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 it. I don't understand why that, why I think it's, it's like, yeah, it's a no, no duh that Twitch should, should allow it. It's just stingy. But I, I've seen like content creators acting like now, oh, now, now we got this now our con I'm like, it, it's your same content. It's your same self. It's your same short form and YouTube habits. It's your same, like multi-stream and the algorithms on each platform, Monster, they don't favor sparsing out your audience. So if anything, I feel like if you're a small to medium-sized creator, you could be shooting yourself in the foot, siphoning off your audience across platforms. The best way to do it that I've seen people grow is like, yo, if you only got 40, stack them one place because 40 to 10 is such a difference in terms of growing and live streaming. So I just don't see for the average person, I see why it's good for Ninja, but I don't see why multi-streaming is good at all for anyone. It, uh, so here's the thing. There's the, the, the problem with streaming, right, and streamers in particular, um, is, is that you have to be a certain particular narcissistic, egotistical type of individual. Your personality uh, uh, profile is very particular to, to, to really genuinely have the self-belief in your mind. You are that guy mm -hmm. and all you need is to be seen. 
right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think every successful streamer has that somewhere deep down inside. And um, it's it's exaggerated, obviously, once you press that go live button. So Twitch, con uh, uh, Twitch Mochi stream now allowing streamers to do that. It kind of frees the, I think, the ego. Uh, you know, the ego maniac up here just a little bit and alleviates one less thing that uh, channels have to worry about. Um, and I see that because up until now, Twitch has not allowed people to do that. But Twitch has also been the most dominant platform. So when it comes, you weighing apples to apples, like, dude, do I really want to give up everything that I've put in to go try YouTube? Nah, not really, right? Do I want to do a double shift? Definitely not, right? So now people have the chance to dip their toes in the water, try the other platforms, and see if they can build a fit for them without giving up what they care about most. The, the potential to be number one on the number one platform. That's what it is. That's right. why multi-stream is good for the streamers. This is why it's celebrated for the streamers. Now, from a logistical perspective, the way you were looking at it, does it make absolute sense for everyone to just go live and blast it everywhere? Well, yes and no. I think you're absolutely correct. You made valid points. You are watering down your content, and you're being um, potentially less effective as you're trying to you know, juggle multiple conversations in different places. Like, why be a, a, a jack of all trades when you aren't really even a master of one, right? You right. know, you, you are really um, hurting yourself as you're trying to make content. You might be overwhelming yourself and worsening your overall output in that way. But at the same time, discoverability has always been an issue on Twitch. So I can see why I think for Twitch streamers, this is going to play a benefit for them. And also, let's not forget, kicks, uh, sub splits are just better. Uh, YouTube output is literally better they have 4k like here's the thing all the other platforms have something twitch just literally doesn't offer tiktok discoverability discoverability top tier instagram if you get into the adsense program the best all these other platforms are crushing it what does twitch have over all of them maybe the best uh overall chat experience which is hard to beat so you see how every it, every place has one thing or another that and the so other doesn't are people gonna be like are people going to be multi-streaming and be like, hey, yo, you want to give it a channel? Go over to Kick and sub there. I think so. And here's the thing. If you want to find the VODs, now they're already uh, uploaded onto YouTube in 4K. You don't have to go through the redundancy of downloading your Twitch VOD. That takes 20 minutes. Uploading it again. Redoing your SEO. Right? Like, like there's a level yeah. of uh, efficiency that now comes because you can multi-stream and put yourself in different places. There's going to be people that just excel because they could do that. Well... You know, we'll have to watch and, and, and see it play out before we before we make a, a judgment. We do have to give a tip to Ninja, though, as being somebody that's pioneering and purveying a way for other people. Man just got, as of this week of a recording, man's got his sub button back on Twitch, making moves with Twitch CEO. And um, whatever um, whatever is taking place in that relationship, I, we got to give props to the Twitch team for realizing, hey, man, go to the go to one of the goats and get him there and talk with him and and I, I think that, that the best PR thing that has happened with Twitch is that photo of the CEO having dinner with Ninja and Jessica. What that says to streamers is he sees us, and um, I, they have a long way to go, but I, I definitely think that that, that was the dub. So and, and, thank you, Ninja. And he's making it right. Yep. He's making it right. So, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate Ninja all the way here. Ninja has you know tons of haters, but when you're number one, you're going to have people constantly looking for you to, you know, to, to fall so they can kick you while you're down. So big yep. ups to Ninja sticking around, one of the longest in the game. And uh, yeah, congrats to Twitch fixing and amending that relationship because yeah. they surely didn't do it with Doc. 
Whatever yeah. happened there, we'll never know. <laughs> but if they were smart, they'd fix it. They'd if this fix new it. CEO burned the papers, oh my, <laughs> if they were smart, they, they'd sell out for oh, dog. It would flip so much in their favor, bro. I agree. I agree. But here's what's going to happen. The purple snake, as Doc would say it, is never going to do that. I think it, it's only a matter of time before Doc announces his signing to kick. I'm sure yeah. the paperwork's done, actually. Yeah. Um, and they were just waiting for Nick Merckx to go first. B Big L for YouTube, though, in my opinion, though. This man's been sitting YouTube there patiently. YouTube supportive. Yeah, I know. I understand. Huge. It's, ter it's terrible. Um, did you guys, when you were talking about phase acquisition, talk about Ninja's potential role with that at all? We did not. We did not. We're, we're, we're going to dive a little bit more into that. But, yeah, I don't want to steer too far away. I want to follow. Let's follow the order of things here. Let's give a shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah. Um, this, this dope project because I want to keep the uh, – I want to keep the creator conversation rolling here yeah. as we roll into Cafe Colazo. Guys, I shouted out at the start um, that we have launched our very own coffee business. This is, an, this is what I like to call an asset light business. I put together a, such a dope structure with some partners um, here in the States to be able to supply um, all of the users that are interested in uh, folks like yourself in some of the highest grade coffee sourced ethically from around the world, um, Brazil, Guatemala, Mexican blends. We have so much stuff already in store and we're slow rolling it. But what's special about this here, John, is um, the fact that it's creator led. I'm coming yeah. at it with the perspective that I want to help build in the gaming space. And uh, we actually just announced our creator program. And there's some perks for uh, signing up and, and being a part of that. And it's really the, the goal is to help enable creators to have um, more lucrative ways to s support their passion for coffee. Because there's this there's this space in the gaming uh, world where, you know, you, you start your day and you're not starting it like some with, you know, your shaker cup in hand. You don't, you know, not everyone starts those sugary products. Right. Most of us, like myself, we, we just, we love coffee, right? And, and that's it. Why not? Why isn't there a gaming brand in the space that, you know, uh, uh, Pushes coffee and, and, and works with creators to help supply coffee to the space. 100%. I, and, I, and I think uh, um, some of, you know, I always think about this. The only reason why something is normal is because it's been normalized. And so I know even some people listening are like, bro, I don't drink coffee. I'm not, I'm not someone's dad. Hey, man, I started drinking coffee when I was 16 because I did a lot of work in hotel convention centers. And there was just always the co hotel coffee. And I was like, yo, this is kind of good. And, I, and in that setting, it was free. I wasn't. And Red Bull, this is what I found um, when I was competing um, in le like local tournaments for Halo and a few MLG events, bro, Red Bull made me trip. Like I, you mm. already have so much nerves and some of that, that caffeine and the sugar, it, it would just make me shake, you know? And so um, black coffee is always the way to go for me. So I'm excited. Which one did I get? I, I sent it to you. I got the, uh, not the one with the pie. What's the other one? So I think I think you went with the dark roast, the justice roast, Baker's yeah, justice. chocolate, mm -hmm. dream, black, blackberry. Those are the hints. Yeah. Uh, the flavor notes inside of that one. Our other one is vanilla bliss, which is freshly picked apples, plum pie, and vanilla. So a little bit more of a lighter roast. So that's your style. Um, and and John, I want to I want to talk about this just a little bit more because we've we have kind of talked about how gaming, um, as a whole does have these these, you know, um factors at play right one of them are there are tons of what i believe to be um uh, uh bad actors in the space people that are actively peddling sugary possibly carcinogen uh, loaded products in the form of these fuel drinks and you have 
dude, like 15 year old, 14 year old kids, you know, falling into this loop of like, oh, their favorite creator sponsored by, I don't know, Glitch or G Fuel or Ghost or yep. whatever. There's a, there's a hundred of them. Yes. And they're all packaged the same and they all do the same thing. And and the they all sell the same sugary, in my opinion, uh, uh, nonsense. And the running joke, if you guys have been listening, you know, I've always said this. You ever see me with a fuel energy drink? You know I'm down bad. <laughs> okay, that's that's I've always said. I've said on stream like, yo, I will have to be down so fucking bad yeah. to be like, yes. bro, buy this, and uh, I'm getting sponsored. Hashtag ad. Like, yes. it it would have to be like I'd have to be in that much of a struggle because I genuinely have always had um, this thing against that narrative. I just don't think it's it's something that our industry leaders should be promoting all the time to a very gullible, right? Uh, uh, potentially easy to influence consumer or, or you know, fan base it, it, to, to me, right? And that's what I'm yeah. passionate about. And I'm sure there's people listening here like, Monster, you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> I love my G Fuel. Uh, yo, congrats, bro. I'm just saying, you know, I like coffee. All right, and I'm going to advocate and I'm going to fight for it. And, and that's what I'm doing with the Cafe Colazo. No, and I think this is, this is my health tip. I'm not like a super crazy guy, like in terms of, workout, you know, whatever. I'm not going to front with you guys. Like I'm your classic, you know, addicted gamer that I've been blessed that I have a really good metabolism, but this is what I do. I go, what's the easiest way to make a healthy choice? So like, like legit, like what's just the easiest thing. And so what I drink is honestly that it's like before even monsters, like, okay, black coffee to me. I'm not, I'm not, I now I, I do drink some energy drinks, but rarely because I'm utilizing caffeine or even just like by cutting out soda and switching to like, like everyone hates on the LaCroix stuff. You know, I like LaCroix is my like Coke uh, nicotine. Like mm. that's how I got off soda <laughs> is like, bro, I know it doesn't taste as good, but I've like trained my body to like, because I'm like some of that stuff in there. It's just easy. Like, how can I cut that out? You know? So yeah, make it, make, make a healthy choice. It'll fuel you. Right. Um, are you going to be posting like brew method videos and teaching people? Dude. Cause some of these kids don't even know how to make a cup of coffee. I got so much stuff ready. Um, you know, I, I love my wife. She's always been the type of woman who um, is also very conscious of, uh, you know, the things that we consume. And she'll be like, oh, you like that kind of creamer? Let me figure out how to make that homemade. You know what I mean? And and she'll make us homemade creamer for the coffee or, uh, you know, just, just going that little extra step to maybe let's let's do it organically. Maybe we do it ourselves to, you know, rid of the what could be the preservatives or the, the, you know, uh, non-authentic, um, ingredients and stuff used. So, uh, yeah, for sure. We have some cool stuff planned. Um, we have a lot of educational stuff as well. If you're like really interested in coffee on kind of like understanding maybe what goes into the business side of building a business around, you know, the, this infrastructure of online marketing and stuff like that, Cafe Colossus is going to have so much more of that behind the scenes insight and also educational content about, you know, just, just what we've learned on our journey. We've really been documenting a lot of it and sharing it. My partner actually visit, visited the farms in Guatemala, and we have, like, some cool B-roll content there uh, with some of the experts from the farm that we were um, interviewing. So a lot of dope stuff there, um, and, and definitely we'll have some ingredient cards and stuff like that to come. But what I'm most excited about is definitely the creator program. So if you are a creator out there, if you believe that, you know, you produce high quality content and you could be a good fit for us. Um, we're looking for genuine, uh, just dope people to work with, stand up folks. Uh, our creator program will give you just a tons of access, not only to our creator network, some of the offers uh, in, the, in the roadmap of the blends that are going to come out, but 
new ways to monetize, which I think is the most important thing. Um, all of us, most of us, I should say, I don't want to assume you drink coffee. But most of us drink coffee and we, we don't monetize it for a day in our lives, right? We would never sell a bag. You probably sell bags, but you never get any, you know, kickback from it. Uh, well, we're, we're here to change that. And I promise you, this stuff tastes amazing. Y'all know me. I'm all about the coffee. So I can't wait to uh, continue to see y'all pick stuff up and, and, and check it out. But that's enough for our hashtag ad, John. Yeah, you know, in, we, in a couple episodes, we, we it out. in a couple episodes, I'll do a live taste test. No cap. Heck yeah. You'll hear the slipping and the slurping, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll put y'all on. Um, but I think it's exciting because, and again, like understand this, you guys. Like the reason why we take the time to talk about this on the podcast is not 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 just to point out an exciting project for Monster, but to just show y'all. Like you know, I bet you we could do a whole, and maybe we should do this in a few weeks, a whole episode based off of how you came to this idea and how did you pitch and how do you? Because the reality is, is like. You're just a graffiti artist from New York. Like you don't, right. you know, like, but you built this and anyone can, like it, it, if you can do it, anyone listening can figure out multiple streams of income and can build this, you know? And so I think that's the real inspiring story for the audience is like, Hey, what can you build? What, what do you like that you can turn into some, cause you've always been posting coffee cups and, and stuff like that. It's always been part of your brand. So I think that's, what's most exciting for me is, is the value out of teaching people how to do it for themselves. And you are spot on. And that's what Cafe Colazo on YouTube, there's there's already about four or five videos on their interviews and some of the stuff uh, broken down into segments to, you know, kind of show you guys where the inspiration has come from. And again, what goes into developing those relationships. So I'm, I am going to continue to bring that entrepreneurial mentorship spirit to this company as well. And dude, I, I'm ecstatic. But Yo, let, let's hop into some more dope yeah. stuff happening. Um, I, I did want to pick up the conversation with the FaZe bio. Let's talk yep. about this. FaZe was uh, valued at a billion dollars, John. Mm. And they were bought out for $17 million. That's right. I went from a B to a M. Those are many zeros slashed off the end of someone's paycheck there. What happened with FaZe Clan? We have talked about the dumpster fire that has been the brand of phase over the last year they've truly fueled us with many many episodes hopefully you listeners are not tired of hearing about them because they have just been fully bought out by a company called gcn now this company game works wait what is it game what is square it game square game square yeah game square just uh, a fully acquired phase clan and ninja is on game square he has mm -hmm. a, a high seating role at game square we haven't really seen what he does for them, public face. We might have just seen one of his moves. He's the, mm. His title is Chief Innovation Officer of this company. And this company is a company that also owns Complexity, which is all tied up into Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, a conglomerate of, of billionaires. And, man, he has not said anything, but can you imagine Ninja Blue? What's he doing? And he just, he just streams Fortnite like, what's Ninja doing over there? What's ah, well, you don't see the boardrooms, though. The boy could be cooking and it's easy to, uh, Hey, it's easy to hate on him, but man, are you seeing that now, now Tim, the tap man has technically some like connection and Nick, cause it's all phase now complexity game square. This is very interesting. Yep. I think Cloaksy might own a little percentage in there too. Cause they yep. brought him into uh, right. team complexity a little while back. So there's definitely some, uh, I think some handshakes going around the table here as, as folks start to figure out how to ban resources. Um, like I said, if you want to hear more about the FaZe Clan buyout, we definitely talked 
a, a fair a fair length about it in um the previous episode. So go back and check that out because we kind of got into what we think is going to happen with banks and you know some of the new or, or old owners they're reinstating in power. But John definitely had a very interesting take that we did not talk about. Ninja possibly playing a hand in that. I didn't I didn't really consider if he had a role in it. Um, I was almost uh, actually a little bit spited by this acquisition because the folks over at GameSquare owe me a lot of money, and uh, and I am definitely actively pursuing that, and, and I got some stuff cooking for them. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll Tyler, be talking come about through. that. <laughs> oh, dude, we'll be talking about that. So we we're not gonna harp on it too much. I don't want to get in hey. trouble pulling, pulling the gun too early hey, we, here. We, but... we got to be real. Um, something that's happened since something that's happened since uh. That acquisition is Phase 1 major tournaments in both Halo and Counter-Strike mm. 2. And so right, right, in the, right in the wings of that, um, they made a huge win in uh, the Counter-Strike 2, um, uh, in the most recent large event there. And they are the kind of come-from-behind Halo World Champions um, in, in Phase there. Uh, Shout-out to the, the boy Snakebite, especially. He's been holding it down um, steady. Uh, but, yeah... Kind of crazy to see them climb their way back up and and and, and already uh you know already trying to like really see what they can make of this. Yeah, well, listen, uh, you know, at least someone gets to celebrate some W's over there. Like you said, this is this is the first positive headwind we've seen for Phase in, in quite some time. So this could be the comeback um, narrative, the comeback arc for the boys here as they have a chance to retake control of at least the forward facing you know direction of the brand. And maybe bring it back to prominence. I do expect a lot of players to get cut, possibly downsizing amongst the uh, administration team because whatever was whatever structure was happening before, it was it was burning a huge hole in their pocket. So we'll see where it goes. And let's talk about big changes happening, man. Can we can we talk about real quick? Fortnite has gotten some of the 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 wildest press coverage over the last week as they have been teasing at Fortnite OG returning. Uh, doing the the most insane um, advertisement campaign I think we've seen in a while from Fortnite, especially. So shout out to Epic Games, man, touching base with the OGs like Dr. Lupo, uh, Faze Bizzle, Original Aiden, like we talked about. Uh, Courage is in there receiving, you know, I don't know, parts of the of the game in their backyards. Like, what is going on, man? Fortnite OG, do do you think, honest opinion, we're gonna see a huge resurgence on Fortnite OG launch week? Yes. Mm. I, I mean, if for no other reason, then I've got entire old group chats resurging. Like literally like guys haven't texted in there since 2018, since Double Pump got taken <laughs> out, right? Like with the, the, the death of Double Pump, we out. You know, as soon as Tilted was gone, no one said it. Now all of a sudden it's like, hey, y'all want, y'all getting on next Friday? I think they're making see that update. <laughs> yeah, I think they're making smart moves by keeping sprinting and mantling and zero builds in. And um, I mean, I, this is going to be very interesting. Uh, I definitely think zero builds is without zero builds. I do not think that this would be as dramatic of an increase because I think their app the apprehension um, would be that they just know they're going to get clapped by the same you know Gen Zers as before. Uh, but I think with zero build, I think it opens up a world of possibility planning the OG map with the OG settings, the OG boys, the OG sounds, the nostalgia. And we've seen in gaming, nostalgia sells. We've seen it in movies. We've seen it in gaming. I mean, even think of Marvel, right? Marvel is not a new story. This has been told before. 
And so I just Look, think they're capturing and banking in on nostalgia. I think it's gonna be crazy monster. I'll say the the company that does it best, Blizzard and Activision, yeah. they deal with Call of Duty all day long. They yeah. feed into nostalgia. Um, I mean, look at World of Warcraft Classic. We talk a lot about it here. Dude, that is a, a money printing machine. It, it resurges all the OGs. It brings them back. And I think Epic has taken notice of that. And they are not shying away from the idea of, hey, we can make our game OG. Let's take it back to square one. Let's get back to those, those hype numbers. Let's see what people think about when we go back to the original map. I'm more curious to see if they take this story and run it back, but slightly different like what would have happened during this event if this thing happened and now we see the the calamity of the opposite you know uh, uh interaction happen like the butterfly effect yeah but it happens differently now it's the it's the power of nostalgia monster we got blizzcon coming up which we'll talk about um we should be i think the dates match up that we'll be talking we're reacting to that on the next episode and again Blizzard Activision is looking to do this potentially with World of Warcraft where mm. they might they've already released the OG version like Fortnite is doing but but there's a lot of rumors that they're that they're about to go all in with what they'll call World of Warcraft Classic Plus which is exactly what you said where is they're just creating another split off of all the opinions that could have happened I think it's brilliant that's what I want to do I don't want to be tr what people want on the internet is options monster they want options within the parameters of the worlds and characters they love and so that's the power of nostalgia is it does that. It allows you to be, you want to be in Fortnite. Everyone wants to play Fortnite, but you kind of want a little bit freedom within that. And I think, oh man, I think this is about to be a fun week on the internet, bro. That's all I got to say. It's about to be uh, fun. I think, that, I think the timing couldn't have been better. FNC has Invitational, huge success. The numbers were amazing. Folks tuned in. Um, the, the community was buzzing about such a great event that was hosted. And now we're coming right into this brand new season, Fortnite OG. Everyone's feeling motivated. Folks want to play. And now you have this resurgence of old, like, like young lords coming back. I saw Benji Fishy tweeting at Mongrel and Mitro, like the OGs, talk about, Bro. yo, are we running it back? Like, I saw 72 hours hit up Vivid, uh, uh, Liquid, um, freaking, whatchamacallit, Chap. And all the boys poach, trying to get all the liquid boys back together. I wouldn't be surprised if Hamlin's, Daquan, Myth tried to do a little comeback narrative there. Well, Myth has been, showing. he's been eyeball emojiing people. Our mm -hmm. boy, our, our, our boy, uh, Caster Lash posted, uh, he, he described his favorite moment from chapter one. And it got me emotional, bro. It was, he posted the clip of Nick, Mercs, and Aiden when they were duo. You know, Ooh, controllers. Remember those early yeah, cheeky yeah. controller gangs? And they had to build a whole uh, strat around dropping Tilted. And they had to kind of like hope that Circle would pull Tilted because it was the only way that as, at the time as controller players, they could rack up enough kill. Oh, man. Bro, if Tifu gets on the game, I'm crying. <laughs> if Tifu gets Dude. on Fortnite, I'm tearing up. Yo, big facts. So there, there's a lot of dope stuff on the horizon, guys. If you guys have been just a little out of the loop, maybe with Fortnite, maybe you just tune in to listen to us talk about esports, talk about gaming. Well, guess what? Fortnite OG is, is returning. And what that means, original map, all the new game modes, but on the original map, original weapon pool is in the game. All that stuff um, is coming back. It's going to be so much fun. I think zero build is, like you said, going to be the big ticket winner. Um, sure, you could build to get to some of the, you know, the, the old spots that you, you love and you probably miss, but I think that the build hype is going to die out quickly and zero build is going to make it feel like, like really feel like the old days. I'm willing to bet Dusty Divot is going to have a hundred players landing there. Bruh. CDN the third logs in 
and CDM the third lands and Dusty Divot with Dakotas or some kind of OG duo is going to be insane. Talk Bro. about OGs. High Distortion is tweeting that oh he's coming back. Gosh. This is someone who like quit such a long time ago and then went under the radar. Man, it, it feels Is really High Distortion good. the one with the deep voice? Yeah, dude, he's got the, like, he's got hey, the deep voice. Hey, yeah, we're going over. <laughs> Bro, the cross, what's the part of I don't think it's a name uh, POI, but those little factories on the way to Dusty Divot. And then there's that stand of trees. Oh man, yeah. that, I feel See, like you could, you could I rotated that all, so often, bro. I we loot up in those factories and then try to swing over to the kids fighting in Dusty Divot. Thanks. Oh my gosh, I think you're right, Monster. I think this is if this is only for the zero build community, um, it was enough. Uh, it will be enough, and I think that this could also catapult some uh, more uh, competitive events simply built around zero builds. Um, get the player base up, get the viewer base up and really build around that um I'm, I'm very excited i will be playing on november 3rd well hopefully there's some uh, some sponsors out there where you can start connecting with asap to, to push them on you know practice servers always trying to build especially when it comes down to fortnite we'll see what happens fortnite og is here like i said before check out fortnite's twitter at fortnite game to see what is happening the leaks are real they have been confirmed and that is just a couple days away as of this recording so Let's jump in. Let's close out here, John. What else we got on the menu? We briefly chatted a little bit about Halo. Is Halo coming back? Uh, was it was it a fluke? Is, is it gonna be like kind of like Counter Strike? Like Counter Strike is dead on Twitch, but when the tournaments come in, you know it, it's live. Like it never left. Like what's going on with Halo, man? Yeah, you just gotta watch. You gotta watch what the players are saying. Uh, players are excited about it. Um, this uh, Tim Tim was Tim uh, tried the Halo BR on stream this week. Uh, well, it's a fake Halo BR, basically. This last update um, was the first update that just got a lot of positive results. Forge within Halo is can do, it, it, there's a lot of things it can't do that Fortnite Creative can do, but there are things that it can do that Fortnite Creative cannot. And so some people have already built a full Halo BR within, um, within Forge. Um, now, is this, now, is this built on Unreal Engine, though, is the question. I don't know what Halo's built on. That's a very good question. Um, but essentially, people are just excited. Scumpy's been playing a lot of Halo. Um, and so you're just seeing like, I, I, and, and I, I've been enjoying it, you know, uh, they, they, they freshened up the comp scene as well. That was very smart. They, they, uh, cut in half the nades off spawn. They put a, they switched the battle rifle out for a DMR, a new, a new variant type. It's just feeling fresh. Just watch this space. Um, and, uh, who knows, you know, I, I don't want to do the, uh, the hopium, uh, or, or the copium, but I just, I've just been seeing people talk about it. I, I think it, I think some good days around the corner for, for Halo. I think I think the future is is so clear that games need to allow the community to build in it so the community could take the the vision wherever they want and then see what happens from it. Some of the the greatest experiences were built off of mods. Daisy was created from an Arma mod. It it used to be Arma 2 and it was a mod of the game and they made this open world survivor experience based off the shell of Arma which then became Daisy. But also off of that same exact experience, that's how H1Z1 began. That's how the Battle Royale genre began, all through an Arma mod. And, and now we're seeing with Halo some, some success come out because the community is taking action. Fortnite's already been doing it, the open sandbox with Unreal Engine building in the game. It is very clear that they're putting their resources um, there and their interest is there. 
And also, I, I tune in for the next episode, guys, of the Fortnite podcast because we are going to be taking a little bit more of a deeper dive on the changes to the monetary system mm. that Epic is putting forwards because they have slashed creator income big time. And I want to see if there's a correlation between what they talked about at Unreal Fest and the changes that they're putting forth because clearly we saw the budget cuts. Now we're seeing the payment cuts to the creators because of the new monetization system. So we'll dive a little bit more into that and what that right. means for the community. But all in all, John, uh, uh, we hit some fun topics this week. We left some off the table. There were some gross ones out there about Amaranth that if you know, you know, we, we decided not to talk about today. <laughs> Run far, but, young man. Run far. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's always something crazy happening in the space. Tune in with us on Twitter if you want to stay in the loop of our thoughts. Just in general, as we start gearing up here. Um, John, as usual, let the people at home know where they can find you, man. Hey, uh, hit me up on uh, on on X, John W Key Rush. It's really where I post the majority of my gaming content. Interact with a lot of people out there. Uh, got some really exciting things uh, cooking. I didn't even get to tell you yet, Monster, but some of the some of the business and pitch stuff you helped me with has come through because of your mentorship nice. and coaching. And um, was even just texting one of those one of those uh, clients about Fortnite OG, saying we got to act on this. And so it's cool when businesses and investors realize the value of the gaming community and so stay look at my look at my look at my twitter be trying to see some fresh stuff happen so that, that that's what Thank i would say Heck yeah, I'm happy about that. We'll, we'll definitely talk more about that in a couple moments. But uh, guys, as always, send all your complaints to me at the 49 podcast at gmail.com. You can find me at MonsterDFace on Twitter. Like I said before, if you want to support me, support this podcast, support the goals, support the vision, support the dream, CafeColazzo.com is live. Making the family proud with that one. So with that, guys, until next time, don't forget that practice makes perfect.